everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Elevate with CNM Coaching. My name is Maggie. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I hope you all enjoyed our episode last week with David Brotherton. A lot of really exciting things happening. Lots of exciting conferences and conventions. The Buy Here, Pay Here United Summit in April, and then of course in May we have Compliance Unleashed, and then in June we have NIADA, and of course in July is TIADA. So a lot of really exciting conferences coming up. If you're attending, please make sure that you stop by and say hi to me. I personally will be at the Compliance Unleashed event, and then we will also be exhibiting at TIADA and NIADA this year as well. So stop by the booth and say hi. Today on our episode of Elevate with CNM Coaching, I want to go over something that we experienced in a recent round of mystery shops that we did a couple of times. And I think that this is something that a lot of stores aren't really realizing are happening unless you're going back and actually listening to your recorded phone calls. You're not even aware this is going on. This topic today is about handling phone calls, just the bare bones basics of handling phone calls. And you'll hear the example that I have to play for you and you'll understand what I mean. Now, a lot of stores have receptionists that sit up at the front and they greet people when they come in and then they also answer the phone and direct the phone calls, which is awesome. It's great to have somebody constantly paying attention to your inbound calls and of course your customers coming in. Everybody wants to see a friendly face and hear a friendly voice when they call a business. So I'm a huge fan of if you have the manpower and you have the space, have a receptionist, have somebody there to greet your people. But what you don't want is somebody who answers the phone and then to have that person not be able to actually handle the phone call. And that's the example that I have for you today. If I call a place of business, and I understand there are specialists and different things like that, but when you call a dealership, the last thing that should ever happen to you is, you know what? I don't have a salesperson to help you. I'm going to have to have someone call you back. And the reason that this is so detrimental to the way the customer kind of perceives your business is because imagine if you're a customer trying to buy something from someone and you call and no one answers or they answer and they go, sorry, no one here to help you. How do you think that customer is going to perceive the level of customer service if they choose to do business with you if they can't even get somebody on the phone the initial time that they call? It's not like we're a doctor's office and you have to get the specific doctor or the nurse on the phone or, you know, you're not calling for specific medical advice, different things like that. We are literally talking about some of the basic things that we need to do to get customers pre-qualified to obtain contact information and to set an appointment. So these are definitely things that everyone in the office should know how to do, just the bare basics of how to handle a sales call. So this is a real problem. And again, I don't think that a lot of people realize that it's happening. So the the answer is very, very simple. Just train everybody. Cross-train people. I mean, I've got a dealership right now where they're working on building a BDC. And in the meantime, the collectors are learning how to take sales calls. And that's the best thing that you can do if you've got bodies. Cross-train people. It is not difficult to be able to cross-train someone to handle a sales call. It's very simple. Now, training someone to be a collector is a little bit different if you're going the other way. But training someone to handle the sales call, super simple, especially if you have a professional 
like myself helping you out. So the main thing that we're trying to think about here is how can we execute perfect customer service from start to finish? And I'm talking about the minute that that phone stops ringing and the person answers until they hang up. You need to have that consistent, good opinion occurring throughout the entire conversation. You do not want to do what we call fracturing the process, which is, hang on, let me go find a salesperson and have someone call you right back. That is not a good practice. You're literally giving that person the opportunity to go find someone else to sell them something. So we need to make sure that we're handling these phone calls as they're coming in and let's cross train our people so that they're able to do those things. Now let's take a listen to this call of the week and you'll see what I mean. Obviously, for privacy purposes, we have to scramble the dealership name, but it sounded basically like this. ABC Autos, Maggie. Remember that you want a full and complete greeting when you answer the phone. You only have those first five seconds before that first impression is built, and we want a strong impression throughout the entire conversation. So a better way to answer the phone would be, thank you for calling ABC Motors. This is Maggie. How can I help you today? Hi, can you tell me what I need to bring to you to get into a car there? Okay, what I'll have to do is I am going to have our sales department call you back. Uh, his name is and he's with a customer right now. What's your name? All right, so the first thing I would say is that we definitely want more than one person that can talk to customers because you're going to have leads coming in and you're going to have people walking in and we have to make sure that we have more than one person available to answer customer questions. Now, she started off with something really basic, which is what are your requirements to get into a vehicle? What I would do is very simple, and even if you do a watered-down version of a word track, you could say, I'd be happy to go over that with you. Do you have proof of your income? Yes, I do. Okay, great. We'll need your two most recent pay stubs. Do you have a valid driver's license? Yes, I do. Great. We'll need that as well. And do you have a piece of mail, something you've received recently that we could prove your address with? Yes, I do. Perfect. What's the best number for me to reach you on? Is that a home number or a cell number? Oh, it's a 555-1212. Okay, great. And the correct spelling of your last name, please? Smith, S-M-I-T-H. Awesome. And your first name is? It's Maggie. So at least this way, you're going through your basic minimum requirements with the customer, which should be basic common knowledge at the store. And then we're at least obtaining contact info. And then after that, you could say, so our salesman, Jeff, is actually with a customer right now, but I'd love to set up a time for you to come in and speak with him. When are you more available, this afternoon or this evening? And set up an appointment with the customer. Uh, sure, it's Donna. And your phone number? Now, this is a mystery shop, so it's not a real phone number, but I'm deleting it anyway. I'm going to repeat that back, Donna. So this is great. One of the things that we actually teach in our receptionist training is to always repeat the information back to the customer. However, I really wish that she would have gotten first and last name. Donna's a pretty popular name. We don't want this customer to get lost in the shuffle. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So give him time with the customer he's with now, and he'll call you back. Okay. Take a second to just think about what actually happened here. We have a 25, 30 second conversation. The customer called up for some pretty basic information and is left feeling disappointed that they haven't been able to obtain any answers to how they get into a vehicle. Remember that a lot of times you are dealing with people that are struggling and they're trying to get into a car and this is a very anxious process for them. Having to wait does not help. What they're gonna do is go right back to the internet and they're gonna find the next store that can answer their questions quicker. So you never want to be the place of business that only has one person that can talk to your customers. Now it's different if you have one collector or one person taking payments and even that I would not recommend because you want as much 
staff available as possible to handle incoming money, of course. But sometimes after you've made the sale, there's circumstances or situations where they do need to speak with a specific person, and I understand that. But during an initial phone call into a dealership, we should be able to answer basic, simple questions, obtain contact information, even a basic pre-qualification, and then set an appointment with a customer so that we're doing everything we can to get them excited about coming in and we're not losing them to our competition because we're in the process of selling a car to someone else. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Thank you. Over the course of the last decade, I've heard a lot of phone calls like this, and I do think that sometimes we forget that customers, especially today and as technology grows, are in demand of answers now. People don't want to wait too long to hear answers, and especially when you're dealing with a situation where you may have competition knocking on your door, you don't want to have this happening. Now, if you're in a situation where this is something that you have no choice but to do and you have a receptionist and only one salesperson if you're a smaller operation, it's okay. Just train the other person to handle basic questions, obtain contact information, pre-qualify customers, and how to set appointments. The average phone call should be about three minutes long. I don't shame people if they're longer, but you should be able to get through a really basic, simple sales call in two to three minutes, not a super lengthy one with the value statement and things like that, which we really encourage, but a simple basic script should be able to get through in about two minutes. So you should be able to teach a receptionist to answer simple questions and at least guide the customer down the right path. Just remember that if they're not buying from you, they're buying from someone. And that's something I always try to teach people is you always want to be the backup plan for the customer. You want to be the plan A and the plan B. And it's hard to be plan A and plan B if we don't have someone available to answer their questions right here and now. So try to do some basic training with your receptionist. Cross train them. It's okay to train them how to take payments. Obviously, they shouldn't be doing payment arrangements. That should go to an account manager or a collector, but they can take a basic payment. They can handle a basic sales call and they can answer basic questions so that we're maximizing every opportunity that we have. Because think about how much it costs to make the phone ring and then think about what we did with the opportunity that we just had here and where we missed the mark. We'll be back next week with another episode of Elevate with CNM Coaching. And don't forget that we are now offering hosted chat. Let us turn your website customers into leads. Give us a call if you're interested or send us an email at info at chat-more.com. We're happy to help out. Or you can always call us at 877-900-9461. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. Have an awesome day and see you next week. <music>